Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to the Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 305. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football. Oh, my God, is there ever a lot to talk about football? Everything, you know, things are going along real smooth, and okay, yeah, there's a lot of action going on. This is a very unusual offseason, lots of free agents, CBA happening, you know, there's a lot going on, and then all of a sudden, that dumpster fired Saskatchewan Rough Riders reared up its ugly head, and oh, my God, the news bulletins have been exposed. Exploding. We're going to talk about most of that tonight. I hate to say that we're going to dedicate this show to the riders. We're not, but it's going to be a good chunk of it. And I'm sure we're going to go over this 120 minutes that we normally do. We're going to just keep talking and talking and talking. Okay, so I got a couple of rants here. Okay, we're it, hang on. I got to make sure that they're not on this thing because they're, they're free agency. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm good. Okay, so there's a lot of fuss going on right now with Derek Dennis and a bunch of other um, CFLers who aren't getting their bonuses and they're whining and crying, but like a bunch of little millennial snowflakes. Um, Here's the deal, guys. Everybody thinks that they understand this and they don't. They're saying that these are bonuses for the performance that the player did last year. They're due to them, pay them their money. Okay. That's not what they are. It's like a second season signing bonus, okay? It's really the first paycheck for this upcoming season. So the league has said, don't pay this bonus because we don't know if there's going to be a season. Right now, the the Players Association is holding the strike out over them that says that you might not get a season. So why would the teams pay money for the upcoming season now let's take chris randall as an example who gets cut just before the bonus as do a plethora of other players and everybody goes well they were due this bonus they should have got no bonus was supposed to be a paycheck for them being part of the team moving forward so if the winnipeg blue bombers have decided that chris randall is not part of their roster for 2019 Why would you pay him the bonus? Why would you pay him the first paycheck for this season? Okay, I hope this makes sense to you guys right now. Using the word bonus is is really the wrong word. It's the first paycheck of 2019. Now, whether it's not really a paycheck because they're not going to get it every two months or two weeks or whatever, like they do during the season after every game, I don't know how the players are paid. Um, We might ask Chris that because he probably knows. Um, but this was supposed to be like their signing bonus, a mid contract signing bonus. So you get this if you're going to play for them in 2019. So if you're not going to play them for them in 2019, why should they pay you? Right. You're going to get cut. So you're not going to get paid. That makes sense. Okay. So the other thing is, is why are the teams not paying it right now? Well, why would they? 100% I agree with them. It's bad business to put dish out money if the players are holding the season for ransom. 
right? That's what they're doing. I mean, tit for tat here sort of thing. The players are saying, well, we're not going to play the season if you don't sign our CBA. And the team goes, well, we're not paying your bonuses if you don't play the season. Fair is fair. I have no problems with that. I'm 100% okay with that. Okay, so now let's change gears and jump over to something else. Still with the CBA, still with the Players Association. But let's talk about the $54,000 minimum salary. Everybody's going, oh, my God, these players can't live on this. Okay, here I'm going to put things into perspective for you. Okay, first off, the majority of all quarterbacks in the CFL are in the top 1% wage earners in Canada. Okay, think about that. They're the 1%. Now, minimum wage employees in the CFL, rookie contracts, $54,000 a year, are still in the top 10% of wage earners in Canada. That is equivalent to, if you do the math, $27 an hour times 40 hours a week times 50 weeks in a year. If you do that math, it comes out to $54,000, okay? So these players are making 27 bucks an hour if they work a 40-hour week and 50 weeks in a year. We all know players don't work eight hours a day, and they certainly don't work 40 hours in a week. They may spend a lot of time working on their trade, but then don't we all? So, you know, and, and they only have to work six months out of the year. Yes, they got to stay in game shape. They got to, you know, be ready for next season they have to do all sorts of things in preparation i'm not arguing with that but they're not required to do that by their contract they choose that so that they can stay in the position that they want okay if they don't put out like that then they're not going to get the job okay that's all about preparation for your employer employment okay it's got nothing to do with your actual job description Their job description is very, very light. I mean, three hours of practice a day? I mean, come on, seriously? Yeah, they got to do some game field, but that's by choice. They got to do a lot of things, but it's by choice. They got to play in the weight room, but it's by choice. Yeah, they do it all. And I'm not denying that. So, but they're making 27 bucks an hour if you pay them for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. That's a fair chunk of money. I don't think there's too many people out there making 27 bucks an hour. They're in the top 10% wage earners in all of Canada. Top 10. I mean, hey, you know, there's a lot of us that make more money than these guys. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of them. But that's not the point. The point is, is that they're, they're, they're fairly remunerated for their, their actions. I'm not going to say they don't deserve any more. I'm not going to say they're not going to get any more. I'm just saying that people who say they deserve more, seriously, come on. Yeah, I know their career's short, but it's by choice. They chose a career that they know is not going to last long. Okay, so anyhow, that's my rant for the night, and uh, I'm, I'm going to move on to the show because we're going to rant all night. Most of it's on the riders. Okay, I'm going to open up the boards. I'm going to open up the mics to everybody here. Uh, welcome to the show, top of the line here, Will McDonald. How you doing, buddy? I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, you know what? $54,000 a year for a 20-something-year-old is not bad money. Not bad money. Not bad money at all. Twenty-three-year-old. When I was that age, I probably would have played football for five hundred dollars a game if somebody would let me. Okay, yep. So, 
Just saying. And 500 bucks was a lot of money in, back then, bro. Put it all into perspective, and I mentioned this on the show last year, or last week, I think. My uh, niece has uh, just finished medical school, so she's gone to school now for eight years. She's 27 years old, and she gets to do her, her first year of residency next year. She will make $51,000 a year, and yeah. she's gone to school for eight years. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I know. You know? And, and if, yes, and if you road, look at Dennis's post, you know yes. he doesn't have the same education level as her. No, no, not at all. But and she will make bigger money down the road. But if you're talking about starting wage, that's not bad. Hey, these guys and might make 20s. better, bigger things if they make it over to the NFL. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's right? what a lot of them are using the CFL for as a showcase. So. A stepping stone. Call it the minor. Call it the minor league as far as money goes. Call so, it whatever you want. You Fifty-four thousand dollars a year is nothing to sneeze at, and that's only rookie yep. contract minimum wage. And then it goes up to eighty. Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So hey, okay. it's not a bad living. Yes, it's a little more dangerous, but hey, that's your choice, like you said. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, uh, it's been an interesting couple of days for me. I'm quite happy that Big Hill's back. And Saskatchewan's yeah. turned into a dumpster fire, so it's keeping me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we talking about Big Hill tonight? Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's even on the thing, is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Adam's too. segment, too. Okay, sorry, sorry. My, my apologies. Yeah, you should be pretty happy about that. That's good news for you guys. Yes, it is. Oh, Wal- Walter's grossly overpaid for him again, but then, you know, hey, what the hell? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, grossly overpaid, yeah. Grace, grossly overpaid. <laughs> it's true, true story, bro. We'll get to it, we'll get to it, I'm pretty sure of it. Charles, welcome to the show, bud, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing well. Boy, I thought that Big Hill signing was going to be the big uh, story of the week this week. Boy, did that take a backseat fast. Close, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a footnote on the page, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, that seems like ages ago. All of a sudden, yeah, and, and it was a significant. It only happened yesterday. It was a significant signing in in the oh, fact not for so. Winnipeg, but for the league and, and for the CBA. And I'm sure we're going to talk all about that later on. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a huge move, and and not necessarily in the good light for the C uh, for the CFLPA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Charles. Yep. Uh, good good tone there. Okay, yes, sir. last, we got Chris back in the fold. He's had a little hiatus. How you doing, my friend? Welcome back. Good, good. It's finally getting back to normal for me, so I figured I'd come join in. Was uh, able to finally get caught up on CFL stuff so I could add something that was intelligent and not just ramble. We can add something intelligent right now. How are the players paid during the season? Uh, game day. They get game day checks. So they get they paid get by the week, essentially. So they get, they get paid on check, the, so. they get paid for the game that they play. Yep. Yeah. You get okay. Paid by the week. That's why they call it game day checks because you actually get paid on after the it, game, it, like yeah, the game sure. day. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they probably don't yep. do that anymore. It's probably direct deposited and everything. Oh, what the hell's that? That's not me. I don't know. 
I don't know. We're sorry. Because of technical answer. difficulties, we are unable to route your call. Please try your call again. This is a recording. 416-13. En raison de difficultés techniques, la communication n'a plus Mark says he dropped. Okay, so hang on. Oh. There. Oh, where are you at? Wow. I'm glad he told me because I had no idea what the hell was happening. I thought Block Talk was pulling their normal act. I thought somebody was calling into the show or something and somebody hit a button. <laughs> Confused the shit out of me. Okay, let's get Mark back in. Oh, oh I forgot to push the, the silent button, so we got him coming in right there. It was Block Talk, but, or Mark or something, I don't know. It wasn't me. Mark, you there? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, good. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was kind of weird. <laughs> was that you? Did you do this? Nope, it dropped me. Okay, okay. Breaking news. Gainer the Gopher has been released. I hear he's about to sign with the... I hear he's about to sign with the Groundhog people to check for his shadow every February 2nd. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. That didn't get Let's, my the desired result at all. <laughs> I didn't get the desired response at all. No. Charles, that wasn't funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody else tried. Uh, don't quit my You get E for effort, man. You get E for effort. But there yeah, was a lot of effort put into that story. <laughs> I'm not even going to give him that no. part. Okay, so we got everybody in. We got moving on. Let's do segment one. Do okay. So what? Uh, what's the first uh, game we're going to talk about? Are we breaking down a game? Or are we picking scores on a? Oh no, never mind. Off season. Uh, segment one. Chris Jones resigns from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and heading to the Cleveland Browns. Has anybody else ever noticed that resign and resign are the same word? Yeah. And they made mean exact opposite. I was typing it out today, and I go, that can't be right. What's going on? One's resigned and one's re-signed. Very weird. Okay. Anyhow, Chris Jones, VP of Football Operations, general manager, head coach, defensive coordinator, and chief cook and bottle washer of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, has resigned his all of his positions and taken a defensive consulting position with the Cleveland Browns of the NFL. We all know that this is what Chris Jones wanted. We all know that that's what his end game was in this league, and nobody's surprised by this. I don't know why so many people are raving and ranting about him and and saying so many bad things about him. The one thing he's been all along is honest. He's never hidden his, his... his desire to do this. So, you know, I, I don't understand what, where this disloyalty shit's coming from, everything else, okay? Now, before we get into it, I'm going to just tell the, the listeners, because I just told you guys this, okay? What happened? Everybody's bitching about the fact that he just signed an extension with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for three years so that, you know, so that they tied him up for this position. Okay, so what happened was Chris Jones's contract, which expires at the end of 2019, did not have a clause for him to leave. A 
three or four CF, uh, NFL teams had approached him, talked to or not talked to him, but had shown interest in him and had done their due diligence. It was getting kind of serious. So Chris Jones goes to Craig Reynolds and asks for a permission to leave sort of thing. Right. Says, hey, you know what? I got this killer. You know, I'm going to get these killer job offers. If I get them, can I leave? Because he's in a contract that he can't leave. And the NFL can't hire him if he's under contract in the CFL. So that's why they wrote up this new contract extension. Craig Reynolds said, okay, I'll give you the NFL out clause. But if you don't go, you have to make a commitment to the riders for the next three years. And Jones said, sure, why not? Because he knows he's going, whether he's going now or next year or the year after. But if he's in the CFL, he's staying with the riders for the next three years. No problems. Great deal by Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Great deal for Chris Jones. Now, on Sunday of this week, the Cleveland Browns ask Craig Reynolds for permission to talk to Chris Jones. Chris Jones flew off to Cleveland, had an interview on Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, he was offered a deal, a contract, uh, immediately released this information, and today is Wednesday, so a day later. So Chris Jones has left the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for the Cleveland Browns. He's done it with the blessing of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I don't understand what the big kerfuff is with everybody. So, you know what? What the hell? Will, tell us what your thoughts are on Chris Jones this deal with the Cleveland Browns, anything. I don't care. Well, he left. He left. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And, and I, 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 I don't know, man. He, Millennials don't know who hey, the Gomer is. He, he's wanted to, he's always wanted to be in the NFL. He's in the NFL now. It is with the Cleveland Browns. Brown. Oh my God. But it's a stepping okay. stone. It could go to anywhere. There's a certain ex-podcaster on this show that, you know, he's probably excited that Chris Jones went to the Cleveland Browns because that's his favorite NFL team. Okay, we all know I, who I that is. I haven't even talked to Kelly about that. Well, yeah, so there you go. He's probably excited about that. And, hey, whatever. More power to you. You know what? It was going to happen. Um, you know, he's probably making, he's probably making in excess of $800,000 and he only has one job, which is kind of cool. We don't Um, really know how much he's earning. No, but we always knew, we always knew, and I, I thought it would have to be him winning a gray cup to get any offers from there, but... He's not going to be a head coach. This is his. This is his foot in the door, obviously. Yeah. And ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the population would take this opportunity. Oh and hell he's yeah! He's gone and taken it. He's yeah. gone and taken it, and I don't have to look at his smug ass on the sidelines anymore with his shirt buttoned up to the top button and and. And, you know, he's not going to yell at Dave Dickinson anymore, and he's not going to do shit like that anymore. So, hey, good luck. See you later. And, uh, yeah. Goodbye. What the hell? See ya. I mean, 
He's never he's never been loyal to one team, even in the CFL. And the man obviously wanted to get ahead in life by moving, and I guess it worked for him. There you go. Well, and it, I think the writers on, might be better off. Hang, hang on for a second. You said he's not loyal. Yeah. Okay? That's correct. That's Chris correct. Jones has been in a very, very unique position. Okay? And that position is football teams throw money at him. Okay? The majority of coaches yeah. in the CFL get fired. Yeah. He doesn't get fired. He gets hired by somebody else. Okay? That yeah. doesn't mean that Mike Benavides and Noel Thorpe and everybody else wouldn't do exactly the same thing that he had done if the offers were there. And in all honesty, Jason Moss did the same thing with Ottawa to go to Edmonton. Right? Correct? Yes. Uh, right he's under contract with Ottawa Edmonton offers him a better job with more money and he's gone Mm -hmm. so Chris Jones did that with Montreal Toronto Calgary Edmonton and now Saskatchewan he's just been in a unique position where people throw money at him and and I don't blame him for any one of those moves. Whether Edmonton yeah, Eskimo but, but, fans but, but, are still losing the their mind hand, over this. On the other hand, but on the other hand, sorry, when he went from Montreal to wherever to wherever to wherever, he always went from there to there to there as a defensive coordinator. No, I'd love to know. Yes. No. With the exception of the Edmont, with the exception of the Edmonton job. Okay. Oh, before on. that, I'll show you this. That's not true because he was a defensive line coach and he was a, a couple other things. He was not always a defensive coordinator. I was just looking at this today. In Montreal, he was his defensive line coach. And then he went to Calgary as a defensive coordinator. And then he went to Toronto as the assistant head coach. Then he went to Edmonton as the head coach. Then he went to Saskatchewan as a head coach general manager. And now he's gone right. to Cleveland Browns as a defensive assistant but, coach. But but what you're saying so what you were saying Right, but what you're saying is they're throwing buckets of money at him and that's why he goes. Well, I don't think that going from in the CFL anyway is going from defensive coordinator to assistant coach is that much of a favor is You're you're breaking up, Will. We're not hearing you. Yeah, we're breaking up. I said defensive coordinator or defensive line coach to defensive coordinator. I'd love to see what kind of money he made in between there. Yeah, okay. it's not a lot significant, guys, but but it's still you know. more than the previous position. You got to realize he's won four Grey Cups. He's got four rings with four different teams. That's a that's an accomplishment a lot of players or coaches or general managers never have. Yeah, but I don't think it's an accomplishment until you're the head coach. Well, he won and that he in Edmonton. Has, he has one as a head coach. One. Yeah, yeah one. Okay. So For that, how many that's years? That's the only one I think about. How many years? I don't know. Five, I don't know. four? That's not no, bad. he's been here longer than that. He's been here longer than that. No, no. He started head coach in, in Edmonton in 2014, 2015. He was there two years. 
and he was there in 16, 17, and 18 in Saskatchewan. That's five years, five years, five years and one, one Grey Cup. Uh-huh. I think that's pretty goddamn awesome. And, Almost and he, as good he, as Dave Dickinson. Yeah. Almost. And, and, and Dave Dickinson was handed a winning structure. Chris Jones has, has brought teams up from absolute anarchy. Chaos, total chaos, and created yeah, a team he, out of them. He, he did not. He did not rebuild Edmonton. Sorry, they well, were Edmonton already was, there. Oh, hang on, were they? They were already there. They were already there. Who did he replace? Cavus Reed? No. Yeah, I think he did actually. Yeah, Cavus he replaced Reed. Okay. Cavus Reed. Okay, right. Okay. okay, that that was a tire fire in Edmonton when he took it over. It wasn't a tire fire. Oh, they no, had Mike oh, no. Riley oh, there. Give yeah, me of course break. they did. Okay, 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 okay. Hang okay, on. Hang they, on. Had a, they had a I'm looking it up here. There. I'm going to look up their Look up their records before he went there. 2013, it, Edmonton was 4-14. Four and 14. Yeah, but he wasn't there in 2014. He was there in 2015, wasn't he? No, he was there in 2014. He was the head coach, and Edmonton went to 12 wins. And then he was there in 2015 when they won the Grey Cup, and they had 14 well, wins. There you go. So and he took a tire fire and thing, created a championship. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. The thing about me, Chris, it's Christopher, is you've got to remember, I don't forget things you say. What is the thing you always used to say about the 4-12 in 12 Edmonton Eskimos? The they best, lost 10 they, games they were the, by three yeah, points they, or something like they that. They were the best okay. 14 and 10 team in or 14, Thank four you. and 14 Thank team in the you. league. So they yeah. were not a tire fire is my point. But they still only won four games. They needed somebody to take them over the hump. Right. And that's got right. And that fired. was, that was, and that was Mike Riley who took them over the hump. Okay. Because the four and fourteen season was the first year he was there, was it not? Yeah, I think Mike Riley went there in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Okay, and and there you go. He figured out how to be a starter and look the fuck out. Yeah, but that that's coaching. You have to give the man credit for this. You have to. Oh my God. Chris Jones didn't coach any offensive player in the CFL ever. You know that. Offense was something that he had to do while his defensive players took a rest. I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm not arguing that matter. decision, but I'll tell you, okay. Scott, or Edmonton got more offense under Chris Jones than they did under KV3. Well, well, guess what? Guess what? He's walked into a tire fire in Cleveland. Pitter patter, let's see what you got, okay? Yeah, and, and uh, look what he did in Saskatchewan. You know, I I don't want to defend this son of a bitch, right? Saskatchewan in 2015 were three and fifteen, three and fifteen. That's gross, okay? 2016 they went to five. Whoa, big accomplishment. 2017, ten victories for Saskatchewan. Ooh, ooh, they got the crossover. 2018, 12 victories, almost took first place in the West, missed it by a game, and uh, yeah, and and what and well, lost in the playoffs. So they were and in a constant a, improvement. Edmonton improved, Saskatchewan improved under his tutelage. 
Okay. I'm sorry, Will. Yeah. Charles, go ahead, buddy. What do you got to say on Chris Jones? Well, uh, so much for the Cleveland Browns turning things around. Um, No, it's fair. It is fair. You got to look at it. When his uh, coaching, his is the wins for his team go up every year. I mean, am I going to put that solely at the feet of Chris Jones? No. But you can't say he's an unaccomplished coach because he has won a Grey Cup in five years. He uh, Did he turn the riders around? I actually think that Chris Jones, as a coach, is not a bad head coach. He's a train wreck as a general manager, in my estimation. I think he's an awful general manager. And he should Nobody's have been fired as a general manager. As a coach, I don't think he's a terrible coach. Uh, I don't think I'd want him on my team because I don't particularly like him as a person. He seems he comes off as an arrogant jerk a lot of the time. And I'm sorry, it drives me nuts that he never changes his shirt. It looks stupid. Um, but he does get results, and he's got a winning record. So, I mean... Say what you will, he's not. He's, like I said, he's not my favorite guy, but uh, you know what? He does get results done. He, he got the Grey Cup in Edmonton, and every year in Saskatchewan, they were winning more and more games. Were they a spectacular team? Had he finished turning them around? No. Were they going to get better I'm, next year? I'm not sure because I don't think much of his skills as a general manager. But, you know, he wasn't a terrible coach. I'm not, I, I don't like him as a person, but as a coach, he wasn't a bad guy. Um, and nobody says you have to be a great person to be, a good, to be a, a good coach. You don't have to be everybody's buddy. Ask the, the players on um, what team? Well, ask the players on the Chicago Bears if they like Mike Ditka a whole lot. I'm guessing I know what their answer is. But... Uh, you know what? Uh, a lot of people in the Saskatchewan, uh, you know, they're coming at him with the pitchforks, pitchforks and the torches and stuff like that. Uh, they want a mob mentality. I was looking the, uh, just recently and someone saying, well, he should have honored his contract extension that he just signed. Folks, like CJ said off the top, he only signed that extension because it had the NFL out clause. Read Daryl Davis's column. Where he said that he hoodwinked the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Daryl Dennis is an idiot. Not Derek Dennis, Daryl Davis. Da- Daryl Davis is an idiot. The writer for Saskatchewan. He is an idiot, but it kind of explains it there. Now, whether he hoodwinked them or not, I'm not really sure uh, if that's the case. But it does spell out in there that that is the NFL outlaws only came once he signed the extension. So if he wanted to go to the NFL, he had to sign that extension, or he wouldn't have been able to go anywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Does it look shady uh, from the outside looking in? It probably does. But you know what? He did what he did. The writers agreed to it. So you can't just blame him. The writers let him have it. He got the uh, the uh, the offer from the NFL, and I know a lot of people have said many times about players. Well, if they have a chance to go down to the NFL and make more money, they should have that opportunity. You can say the exact same thing about coaches. Why is it any different? So, you know what? Uh, I don't think it's, um, you know, it is what it is. The out was there, so he's off to the NFL. Good luck to him, and uh, Saskatchewan's in quite a pickle at the moment. 
Not many coaches have made the jump south. Very few. Good for him. Scott Milanovic seems to be the only one that I can think of. Scott Milanovic is successful, the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, no, Trestman went down. No, we should actually clarify that. He's not the offensive. Uh, it was reported yesterday he was going to be the offensive coordinator. It was announced today he is actually going to be their quarterback's coach, not their offensive coordinator. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. They brought in a new coach. A, a new OC, yes. Huh. Okay. Sorry to hear that, Scott. I know you're a longtime listener of the show. Okay. So. Mark, you're there. Um, I think you're the just, best way to sum up... You're just thankful he's not, he's not going to the Bombers, right? Well, he, yeah, sure. Uh, the best way to sum up what happened is Chris Jones ridered the riders. <laughs> I like that. Did he or did he not? He I don't think he did. the riders. Sure he did. He, I don't think he abused them. I'm... Oh, no, I'm not saying he did anything horrible. He just did what the writers have always done. Twist things to their advantage, whether it's going over the salary caps to get a gray cup, anything like that. He got them. Oh, but the I don't fans, think it was in, the, the, the writers agreed to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The writer well, fans think... that are losing their minds on Chris Jones right now really should be looking at Craig Reynolds. If oh, they're going to yeah. be so upset. And oh, hell yeah. Talking with some guys on Twitter, the main reason he's hated in Saskatchewan is because when he came in, he got rid of the fan favorites. Yeah. He got rid of the overpriced old Dressler. fan favorites. Durant. Uh, Chick. Chick, yeah. Um, not Getzlaff, who was the other one they just brought back to the playoffs. I can't remember which one it was, but you know, like Charles said, he he was a very good coach. He he's got four great cup rings. He was a horrendous general manager. I, I, he's got a great defense. Yeah, but he had to get a house full of players in order to find that. You look at the stuff he did. As a GM. Literally a houseful, eh? <laughs> yeah, literally a houseful. You look at what he did as a GM, and you could almost go, ooh, tire fire. And then you look at some of the stuff he did as a coach was very good on the defensive side. But then you look at the offensive side of what he did as a head coach, changing quarterbacks every single play, and not just for three or four plays it's for a changeup, doing it for virtually an entire game. Yeah. And, and um, they're blaming that on McAdoo. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. They're blaming all the offensive woes on McAdoo. McAdoo didn't fix, try to fix the O-line or try not to fix the O-line. It wasn't McAdoo who went out and got a broken quarterback. It's the general manager. I'm not convinced that was a bad move. The bad move was not fixing it the line. Yeah. Oh, well, first and foremost. 
if if he fixed the old line, Zach Caleros may have been an, uh, an amazing quarterback. But I think they <laughs> they broke him, but good right now. He's done. Well, I don't I don't blame oh, him no. one bit for leaving. I don't blame him one bit for going. Like you you've said, the players all want to go down, you know, to make more money. We should let them go, let them out of their contracts. And they went, and the CFL went as far as saying, okay, cool, you know, we'll bring back the option window thing. Well, can't the coaches can't? That just seems stupid if a coach can't do it. Why wouldn't he be able to? Let's see, he's making 600000 in Canada. If he gets to defensive coordinator, I mean, I doubt ever head coach, but let's say he gets the defensive coordinator. He's making over a million dollars, American. Yeah. So what's he making right now as a defensive uh, assistant coach? I can't find anything for him because he's not an assistant coach. Yeah, he is. That's what I just saw. The announcement was he's a defensive assistant coach. Specialist. Defensive Mm. specialist. I, I just saw used. something from the Browns. Oh, did they change it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe they've updated so it now. If he's a, an assistant coach of some kind, he's making 200, 300, 350, something like that. American. One tax. Yeah. American. It's huge. It's huge. And he's closer to home. Yeah. Where, where he's from, he's from South Pittsburgh or something, isn't he? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I believe so. So he's closer to home. He's only paying one tax. He doesn't have to, as Derek Dennis pointed out, exchange his money when he goes back to the States. So, hey, good for him. In some ways, I'm going to miss him because he's been fun to beat up on the last few years. I I think he's a good coach. I I like watching him. I think a lot of people have learned a great deal from him. On the defensive side of the ball, he's a great coach. Yeah, there's no taking that away from at all. He's one of the I mean, his defensive, his defensive, uh, or his coordinators, his subordinates, absolutely love him. They'd go to war for him. Actually, I saw a tweet from Joe Von Johnson. I saw a tweet from Joe Von Johnson that the only reason he went to Saskatchewan was because it was a Chris Jones defense. Yeah. So. Yeah, he okay. needs a little work on the offensive side. Go ahead. Jump it, jump it along here. Chris, your thoughts on yep. Chris Jones disappearing from the CFL? Good, bad, or ugly? I I think that you, really that you hit it on the head when you first started, Christopher, is that this is not a surprise. It should not be a surprise. This was his goal. He said this was his goal five years ago. That's where he's from. He's never bought a house here. He's never moved his family up here. Um, he's always lived in the hotel, no matter where he's coached. This was his goal. And you know what? I, I was interested to see what he could do uh, in another year with Saskatchewan, if he could keep the increasing the, tra- uh, the wins uh, trend that he had and what he was going to do for quarterback and all that stuff. But, hey, does somebody else will get that job, and we'll see how they do it. <laughs> um, and all the power to him, I think. I mean, he's going to a bad team, obviously, but I think that he will still – Shine, he can still shine on a bad team if he can make the defense good. The team might not still win, but let's, that's his wheelhouse. He's a defensive guy. I mean, let's, let's be honest. That's how he's made his career, and I can't see why he can't do that in Cleveland. I, 
I, I mean, you know what, like, again, the reputation of the team is what it is, but individuals on that team, the only one that really takes the, the brunt of it is the head coach. But as a positional coach or a coordinator, which he's not even yet, you can still make your name for it. And it's what he's wanted. Uh, we, I, and like I think Mark said, why all the players want to do it. Why wouldn't we expect all the coaches to want to do it unless they didn't care, right? Like there are ones that did, don't, I guess, that just want to stay here because this is where their life is. But let's be honest, he's never, ever, ever given the hint that that's not what he wanted was the NFL, uh, the, go to go to NFL. And like the biggest thing to me is always that if you know him, he lives in hotels. He he's just he's never moved himself to Canada ever. So you know, good on him. Go go make your mark. And hey, I'll I'll for one, I'll start watching the Browns to see how his D does. I love following Canadian people up to the, or into the NFL, and and I, I tend to be my only connection to the NFL usually is watching players that or now coaches that that I know. So I'm happy that he went. And, I mean, Saskatchewan fans are going to be mad, but that's just Saskatchewan fans. They take everything way too far and too much. And I can't believe anybody's surprised and, and why you wouldn't you wish him luck. Like, look at, like the. I mean, I'm sure we'll be talking about it, but the the next story, everybody's wishing Rod huge amounts of luck on his next successes and blah, 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 blah. Should be doing the same for Jones. Sucks that you lost your coach, but you know what? You're losing players too, and everybody else is losing players, and coaches are moving everywhere. So it's a year of flux this year anyway. So great time to put a new head coach in and see what they can do. So there you go. Perfect, perfect. Anybody else want to add anything to the Chris Jones fiasco in Saskatchewan? Because this was too much fun. 40 minutes. Love it. Okay. Segment two, is it going to take as long? I don't know. Adam Big Hill signs with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to a three-year deal reportedly worth 250 k per season. Or was this a waste of time and money? No, it's not a waste of time. Definitely a, a lot of money. A lot of money. $750,000 for three seasons. First year he's making 230 then 250 then 270 if he's still with the team, he's going to make $270,000. Highest paid defensive player in the CFL right now, I possibly even ever. Um, he was either going to play for BC or he was going to play for uh, Winnipeg. I think at the uh, meeting over there they, uh, in the big uh, football meeting that they just had in Quebec over there, it kind of became apparent from the news reports that BC was not in the bids for him. So why wouldn't Adam sign early? And he did. Good for him. I'm happy for him. And uh, he's a classy guy. I, I've had a lot of time to talk with him, his wife, his father. Uh, just good for him, man. I mean, hell, 250k a year. I would be doing. I'd be going to Winnipeg too, regardless of how big the goddamn mosquitoes are. William, you're up first on this one. What do you think? Is that too much money? How come I'm getting to go first tonight all the time? That's impressive. Um, well, because you're you're at the money? top of the is list it, on all it, the callers. Is it is it too much money? Yes, it's too much money. I I think it's way too much money. Well, I wouldn't say way too much money. I'd say about thirty to fifty k too much money. But uh, if anybody defensive-wise is worth that kind of money, I would say it's Adam Big Hill. 
Um, he's obviously the uh, – he's turned into the leader of the Bombers' defense. The Bombers' defense did get better last year, and I think it got better because of him. So, hey, you want to start improving your club, you got to start there, I guess. It's not like Winnipeg has to spend – any great gobs of money on quarterbacks because they actually have two quarterbacks, which is more than we can say for a whole bunch of other teams. Okay. So I, I guess, I guess that's where you start putting your money. If you got that money to use and they invested in Adam big hill and Hey, it's a good move on the bombers. for Sure. Not much more to say than that. I think they overpaid, but they're notorious for overpaying. So why would why would Kyle Walters change? Really not much more to say than that. Exactly. I think Adam's a great player. Adam's a great player and hey, he made Winnipeg better by signing with them. It's that simple. Go ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. Mark, bomber fan, step up to the mic. You missed one other thing that probably convinced him to come is he now has a job with a investment capital. Oh, uh, they, he could have had that in Vancouver too. So that means dick to me. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. Marco. No, and he had one here. So did, so yep. did what's his nuts. Uh, Andrew Harris. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's it. That's not a, that's not a, it is when BC me. doesn't offer it to him. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, that would hang help on. you make a decision. Mark, if, if if what you're saying is true, then any money that he makes at that investment company should go against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers cap. Why? He doesn't that well, has no, to because do with the, the bomber you're saying the bombers got him the job. So then that that is an incentive, that is a bonus, that is a that that that's just part of his, his compensation. It's a job outside so of the league. Go, it should go against the cap. Bombers don't pay the salary from that, though. It doesn't matter. It's a perk that he's received because of signing with Winnipeg. Name a team that hasn't done that over the decades of the CFL. Not arguing. That will never go against the cap, and you know it. Of of course it isn't, but you can't tell me that that is an incentive to signing with the team. Because I'll call bullshit. It's not an incentive because if it's an incentive, it'll go against the cap. He could have got a job at any investment firm in BC with the name Adam Big Hill. Yeah, and he chose to come to Winnipeg instead. Yeah, he chose to come to Winnipeg because BC wasn't going to pay that kind of money. And nor should they. You know, you're so worried about the bombers overpaying for Big Hill, and I don't think they did. They overpaid for Medlock. They overpaid for Drew Willie. They overpaid for, for Adam Big Hill. Adam Big Hill's the best of all of them. No doubt about it. He's going to make the biggest difference for your team. But a quarter of a million dollars the, for a defensive who's player the is reigning, Who's the reigning defensive player of the year in the CFL? A stupid question. Okay. I know, but he is the reigning defensive, best defensive player in the CFL. So you're saying he should be paid less than other guys on other teams? Did I say he that? Should he should be up around the top, if not the highest paid defensive player, based on... You're talking about 20% best. more than anybody else in the league, maybe 25% more. 
Only because Saul Lee took a pay cut. Yeah, only because Saul Lee took a pay cut. That's the only yeah. reason. Right, and when and they we, went head to head, Solly won every time. So you're only saying that when, he's the best player last year because Solly w- broke his wrist and was out. He was leading in in sacks for the whole year, up until he broke his wrist, and then Big Hill took over. So maybe he wouldn't have won the the defensive player of the year last year, not if if, if Solly didn't get hurt. So you know what? Don't tell me he's the best player in those CFL. Not the not not even. I'm not saying he's not close. Damn. It's going to be a good fight this week, this year. If Solly stays healthy, Adam stays healthy, it's going to be a great battle. I'm going to enjoy it. Are you going to enjoy it? I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. He's in the top two or three in the league. No Walters doubt. Pay, Walters pays top-end money to the top-end players. Yeah. He also dumps but too much. Top, he, he also dumps top-end players on their contracts like he did with Chris Randall. Yeah. And Andrew Willard. That's partly where the money came from for Big Hill. We had to sign him. You had to get him in here because he's the heart and soul of the defense. He became that within a year. His wife's already set up a business here. So there was all kinds of reasons he was late. Everybody was saying there was no way he was coming to Winnipeg. He was definitely going to go to BC if BC wanted him. Winnipeg put and out a big would've. push. Winnipeg put if, out a big if, push. If... He could have gone anywhere. He would have been here. He could have gone anywhere in the CFL. Yeah, but I mean, he came public and said he's either going to play in BC or Winnipeg. I mean, when you say that publicly, it's pretty much a deal one way or the other. On his side, though, why not wait till free agency? Maybe somebody will give you even more money. Montreal's always out there. Anybody gives them more than a quarter million dollars? They're idiots. Okay, moving on. Charles, we lost Biggie. What do you say? Yeah, I was really hoping we were getting him back. Um, I don't know if I wanted him back at 250000 I do think that is overpaying. Uh, but, hey, it got him signed. So, you know what? Um, you know, that's maybe what Winnipeg, what Kyle Walters felt he had to do to get him signed and prevent him from free agency. It looked like last week it came out that it looked like the Lions were not going to pursue him. So that probably uh, helped make his decision. I think he liked it in Winnipeg last year. Obviously he did. He signed in Winnipeg for three years now. So uh, he's going to be there for the next little while. Uh, I'm sad that he's not coming back because I would have liked to have seen uh, him and Sully back together with Team 100 there. Uh, I do think that Big Hill... Well, Big Hill and Solly, in my mind, are 1A, 1B. Well, Alex Singleton, 1C, you could probably throw into that mix, too. But he's but gone. He's ta- but he's now gone, of course. He's going to the, gone to the NFL. But uh, So you're probably looking at Solly and Big Hill, the top two defensive players in the CFL. Would have been nice to have them on one team, but it, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, and the more I thought about it, the more I'm thinking, well... I'm still of the opinion that the Lions are going to make a big push to sign Mike Riley, so maybe uh, Ed Herbie thought uh, that money would be better spent elsewhere. Um, so um, good on Adam Big Hill. Um, I'm sad he's not coming back, but I'm glad he got uh, – I'm not going to ma- fault him for – even if it is, I think he's overpaid. I'm not going to fault him for signing it. Cause Hell no. What are you going to do? You all, you all, if someone offers you that money, you're not going to say, no, that's too much. Get everything you can, so good on him. And um, I'll still cheer for him, except when he's playing the Lions. So good for him. 
Uh, like I said, a little bit overpaid in my mind, but, um, you know, give them credit. They got him resigned when a lot of people said he wasn't going back to Winnipeg. So, uh, I guess good on Kyle Walters for getting him. They just I think he spent a little too much. No, he's no different than Mike Riley, in my opinion. I'm going to cheer for him no matter what, right? He's he's right. He's a good player. Don't just not when he's playing BC. Yep. Okay, Chris, you're up. Well, again, I mean, what what can you add to that, right? I mean, it's all been said. I mean, obviously, BC fans would have liked him back, and it would have been uh, returning home, but. As a player, he's going to pick the deal that gives him the most money because he's coming up on the end of his career. So, you know, um, he's a linebacker. And, I mean, it's um, middle linebackers uh, maybe get a little bit more flex to how long he can be because you don't have to be uh, sideline to sideline. But it's it's a hard position to play, right? Like it's going to start – his speed's going to start – the show faster than a lot of other positions, maybe like a D lineman or something like that, right? So he's got to maximize his uh, power in, in uh, getting uh, garnishing salaries. And Winnipeg wanted to keep him, and duh, they, of course they wanted to keep him. I mean, look what he did. Um, BC, they got to go a whole new direction. They're getting a whole bunch of new people and a whole bunch of new coaches and. You know, it's hard to dump a bunch of money into him and maybe he wouldn't be utilized properly now with what's going to happen. Who knows, right? So you want to try and get your coaching staff together and, and decide, I mean, yes, he's a marquee player, but you can take a good player and make him less effective if he's not used properly and maybe he wouldn't fit. Like he knows he fits in Winnipeg. Um, and he did fit in BC before. Yeah. But who's to say that's going to continue, right? And the money was more and it's more guarantee of, of, of being able to continue to be the defensive player of the year. Um, you know, we've like, I mean, the one that always pops in my mind immediately is obviously Derek Dennis, but we've all seen good players go to bad systems and be bad players. Not that BC is going to do that, but there's a potential for that. You've got a whole bunch of new people coming in on there. I mean, Clay Brook is, it's his first time as head coach He's bringing in a lot of first-time coaches, Nick Lewis and 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 such, and 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 those guys, and hopefully they are really good. But they might have a year or two of learning on the fly. And do you want to end your career in a situation like that? So that's also stuff to be thought about, especially as a player. In the end, do what I think it came down to was it's just more money. He just he has to maximize what he's going to get because it's going to end here quick and quicker than he wants. And Get the best, you, most you can, and you're already in Winnipeg. It wasn't like it was a big switch. And, it, and it's not like he was chasing free agency across the 19 board, right? It was pretty easy choice, right? BC, I want to go back because that's where I was, and blah, blah, blah. But Winnipeg showed that they loved him just as much. Hey, you got to stick with <laughs> with what you got. So, But I do think people maybe – BC is going to be a team in flux. Like other teams, you know, there's so much movement in that level. People underestimate how, what effect the coaching changes – at the levels that they're happening can have. Um, hopefully for BC, it's nothing but up because they've had struggles for the last couple of years anyway with the coaching. So they've totally revamped everybody. Everybody's new, essentially. Hopefully it means nothing but great things, but can you guarantee that in a year they'll get that all together? Like I said, there's lots of the unknowns to that. So, you know, 
more money and more stability, I'd stay in Winnipeg too. So I can't really blame them. And like I said, BC shouldn't feel too bad. They lost them. I mean, again, that's wrapping a lot of player, money into a player that you're not even sure will fit totally into your system. It's not like gambling on a quarterback you have a lot of faith in. Right? Although you can ruin a good quarterback with the wrong system too, but it's still not the same thing, right? Like he, he's, a, he's a franchise player on the D, which is a lot different than having a quarterback that you're going for. So I, I, I think that BC's smart not to spend a lot of money yet on anybody, especially with the total unknown factor. They don't even know who their quarterback's going to be, right? Like you got to hold your money back and build right. And just because, you, you know, everybody loves Big Hill – I don't think it would have been the right reason to spend that kind of money, especially since you still have Elmanian. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I got, think it played out you right. Got, you got Solly, you, you got Herdman, right? And, yeah. and you've got Bola Combo. Yeah, like it just it just not doesn't make sense to wrap up that much money for them in a defensive player right now. It doesn't at all. They need yeah, a quarterback. Yeah, right? Herd, Herdman and Bola Combo are not Big Hill, bar none. I'm not arguing. No. Okay. No. But they're not costing you a quarter million dollars either. No, no. And you know what? Herd, Herdman but could mine. be the next Big Hill. I like Herdman. Like those oh, guys just haven't yeah. reached their potential yet. Big Hill didn't start as Big Hill. He became Big Hill, <laughs> right? Like all yeah. of them did. Yeah. True. Here's the thing that I just found out that was kind of you know J.C. Sherritt just announced his retirement from the Edmonton Eskimos today, and I'm I'm going okay. Well, yeah, he's been in the league for you know a long time. Let's uh, let's take a look at it. Him and Big Hill are the same age. Yeah, but look They're at the injuries. They're both 30 Sherrit's years old. Done. Yeah, but the Sherrit's mileage on Sherrit's way bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's been in, he's been injured, what, twice? Two major injuries? He's also played for Edmonton. Defense yeah. is on the field way more. <laughs> right? Well, and and as and and as the nickname's been used before, he's the king of the you know seven-year tackle. I mean, he was a good player, but he was what he was. He was good in what he did. <laughs> he, he, yeah, good, good player. I'm not putting him down in any way, shape, or form. Great player. I was just shocked because I, I said, okay, well, J.C. Sherrod just just retired. What was his age? Like 38, 39 years old? Uh, no, 30. 1988, he was born. He's 30 years old. Yeah. Like I said, I think the injuries took a big toll on him. He had two pretty big major ones. Yeah. And, you know, Big Hill, for the most part, broke his hand once. Otherwise, he's been pretty solid. Or broke his hand twice. Very cool. Very cool. Sure, it missed almost the entire season in 2017. Yeah. He was injured on June 26th and didn't come back until 2018. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He missed the whole season. And, and Yeah. That wasn't the first one, though, was it? I thought he, I no. thought he missed the whole, almost half of the season on another injury. I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's had two majors where he missed a good portion, if not the whole season. Yeah. There was an so, earlier yeah. one, and then there was the one that was the last one. There's a lot of miles um, on his body. 2013. He broke. 2013. Yeah. 2013. He missed four games then, and then he mm. refractured the same thumb the same season and was out the right. rest of the year. Oh, okay. Yep. So it wasn't a major injury. He just missed a lot of football. I, I thought it was something to do with his legs, but if it was just a thumb, it wasn't a huge deal. Then he just yeah, missed a yeah. lot of football for a month. That was shit. Like I mean, look at Solly missed over half the season last year with a broken hand, broken wrist. It was just a thumb. He's got another one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, every time he misses a tackle, you can blame the thumb, right? Goddamn thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Moving on. Let's jump into this Mexico thing. 
The CFO holds a Mexican combine and draft. Was it worthwhile or was this a waste of time? Okay, I'm going to jump on this one just because I usually get that right at the beginning here. Um, it, of course it wasn't a waste of time. I don't understand why everybody's bombing this. Who cares about the Mexican talent? It's not about whether or not we can find the next Mike Riley down there. We're not trying, or Big Hill, or anybody else. We're not trying to find great players in Mexico. What we're trying to do is get one player on one CFL team, just one, just one. I only want one player to make a roster. And you have 130 million Mexicans that are going to start following this guy. The revenue from the Mexican TV market is going to be massive in comparison to the Canadian market. Yeah, I know they don't like football. They don't know football. Their football down there is not passionate. But you get one of their players out on the international stage, and they're going to pay attention. They're going to sit up and watch the games. And that is going to generate more revenue for the CFL, which is going to give our players more capital in the next CBA, and things are going to be good for them. We need one player to crack a roster. That's it. That's all this was about. This wasn't about trying to find hidden talent or diamonds in the rough or anything else. We need one player to make special teams in the CFL. That's it. They should be able to do that. Shit, we should be able to get a kicker out of there. They're not real football players. That's what Will says all the time. Chris, your first stop here, buddy. What do you think of this thing on going on in Mexico? Well, like everybody, CFL when 2.0. I first start to hear... Yeah, like when I first started hearing about it, it was kind of like weird that they were doing it and and that. And uh, when they, you know, the the tweets that there was maybe six people there that could would fit in in a, a camp, and maybe twelve that they could put into a camp and maybe make up to that level. You know, you're not talking a ton of players, but I mean, in the end, you're right. I mean, it's, it's all about exposure, right? Like, I mean, look what Johnny Manziel did. I mean, will it be a Johnny Manziel? Not necessarily but maybe the Mexicans will think that whoever makes it is the Johnny Manziel because he's theirs. <laughs> right. So you're he's right. Theirs. I mean, it's That's about right. exposure and it's about that. And then who's to say that the next, next one and the next one and the next one, there's not more people that start to play football or focus on football. And I, I, I agree with you. You got to figure there's going to be some kickers come out of there because soccer's huge. And you know, that's, all you got to do is kick the ball <laughs> and all it's going to take is some of the kids to see that and start practicing it and it'll develop itself. Right. So, yeah, I, I think it's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It didn't cost the league very much. All they did was play for flights and Hey, go for it. Right. Like, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, NFL went over to Europe. <laughs> they don't play football over there either. So in the end, did it fail? Well, yeah, it did, but it just couldn't pay for itself. But we're not talking about starting a league over in Mexico. We're just looking at their players. No, I thought it was in the end. I think it was a good. I thought it was, I didn't think it was great when I heard about it. The more I learned about it, the more I thought about it, the more I've come to your conclusion that hey, it's all good. It's it's promoting the CFL brand, and 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 maybe we'll get a player or two. The guy that got first for Edmonton was a receiver, and he sounded like he was okay. Yeah, and, and hopefully he makes the roster. You know, like I said, even as a special team player to, for the first year, I don't care. I just want to see one guy make the team, make a team. That would be so awesome, right? I mean, look at the amount of CFL or players that came out of NCAA and that those people down there are now learning where their players went. Now that ESPN is, is, is broadcasting every single
single CFL game now. Every single CFL game is going to be on TV. That's huge. Absolutely huge. Oh, that's the next segment. Sorry. <laughs> coming up. Coming up, coming up. Go ahead, Charles. What do you think of Mexico? Uh, you know what? They're trying I don't like Mexico stuff. myself. Well, I, I've never been, so I don't. I can't comment. But I actually would like to go. But um, I, I don't have a problem. They're, they're trying new stuff and so on. What, what's the harm in that? Maybe they find a diamond in the rough. You never know. Uh, hell, Ricky Ray was driving a truck. Uh, selling potato chips. You never know where you're going to find a player. So these guys, they know the game, they play the game, so why not? Why not take a look? I mean, hey, open up new um, new sources and so on like that. One of the things you look, I look and I think about is you look in the last, oh, probably uh, 15, 20 years, you look at the NBA and there's been a rise of guys coming over from Europe and stuff like that, which you never saw before. Because they started looking at new places to find new talent. So I don't have a problem with them going down and checking these guys out. Like you said, even if they only find a kicker or something like that, why not try it? It's, it's worth, I think it's worthwhile. People getting so bent out of shape. And if I hear somebody or see somebody on Facebook again saying, CFL for Canadians only, I'm going to smack somebody. Because that just, you, you sound so foolish when you say something like that, especially when addressing a topic like this. You sound dumb. Don't do it. Um, no, but I, I have no problem. Hey, go out, look, and see what you can find. I don't have any problem. To me, it's no different than having a camp down in the U.S. and having an open tryout down there. Why is this any different? That there's so many people out there who think that we're going to have a designated Mexican on our teams. I that there's going to be a a, 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 a a roster spot held for them. I, I just don't see that happening. From? I don't know. They're going to be an international player. They're going to have to compete for a, a, a roster spot, just like every other American and Jamaican and yeah. Spaniard and Australian and anybody else. They're not going yeah. to be sitting in, in a Canadian national position, and we're not going to create a new category, racial category for Mexicans. That's just stupid. Okay, Mark, I agree. jump in. The whole thing with people freaking out about we're going to Mexico, it's a waste of money. That was the big one, was it's such a huge waste of money. All the CFL paid for was the flights. Yeah. They stayed down there for free. They got good food. Uh, Bottled water. The the days of staying a tiny little league in Canada and putting out tire fires every year are, at least Ambrosie's trying to get rid of those with this. You're never going to get rid of the attendance problems in Toronto, starting to be in Montreal and BC. It, there's just too much to do. They're too cosmopolitan of a city, like too many different kinds of people, races, everything else. There's so much more to do. So can't get the tickets. Let's get the advertising revenue. How do you get the advertising revenue? You're not getting any more from TSN. No. ESPN has signed up. Great. Haven't heard how much, but hey, great. ESPN's re-signed. We're getting all that going again. 
Okay, so that's in the States. We've been there for a few years. Where next? Mexico. Why the hell not? Walters was talking about it today on a press conference, and he said that the level of players, you will probably have one on each, from each team could be on the practice roster at the start of the season. You know, obviously they don't have the talent that the North American people are going to have for football. So they're a project. Like most ninth round, tenth round picks in the CFL draft, they're projects. Whether we see one actually play, not for two or three years, I would think. This is a long-term thing. And that's the other thing I like about this is they're thinking long-term. Because a lot of the younger football fans now don't want the Canadian ratio at all. They want to see the best football players that we can get up here. So you've got to start looking out elsewhere. In time, they probably will lower the ratio, if not get rid of it. Don't, they'll ever have the huge salaries again. But no, this whole thing with Mexico is great. I love it. Fox Sports had a camera at the draft. So, hey, what the hell? There was far more cameras in Mexico City than there were announcing the head coach for the Toronto Argonauts. Yep. Yep. Okay? That has to tell you something. It's newsworthy in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're paying attention, and that's all we want. If we if they pay attention, there's advertising dollars. When there's advertising dollars, come into this league, and how can that be a bad thing? William, coming in last on this one, buddy. Yes. Do they actually have TV in Mexico? I didn't know that. I've I've never been there. Sorry. And I've been listening to the Donald too much lately, okay? So, um, you know what? If I, if where, I'm where, a, where's the mute if I, button? If I'm a coach, if I'm a, if I'm a coach, if I'm a, if I'm a scout, if I'm a whatever, I'm going everywhere to look for football players. Because you never know. You just never know, man. You know, I mean, and yeah, sure. What the hell? Let's populate the whole CFL with, with kickers, okay? Because hey, they're the, they're the heart of the league. Um, you know what? Any exposure for the CFL is good. We saw that last year, like Chris said, with Johnny Manziel. Any exposure is good. You know what? If you get a thousand people out there watching football now. That can that can snowball, and you know if you think about it, and I do believe they have this in Mexico. They have social media in Mexico, don't they? Don't they? Oh. I would assume they do. I would assume they do. So that can that can snowball, man. And so yeah, I think it's a good thing. Despite me being an ass about it, I think it's a good thing. So, but you guys have basically said it all. I didn't pay much attention to it. It's uh. I don't really care kind of topic for me, so sorry. Just yeah, being honest, guys. We, we should care about it, though. 
Oh, geez, uh, Will doesn't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I don't like Randy Ambrosi as a commissioner of the CFL. Fact. I don't either. I don't, hold I back. don't either. I, I I I think he's a complete waste of time. I'm not picking on him for this. This was a good idea. I think this was even well executed. It it's yet to show fruit from the the the. Per- the planting, but you know what? It could. This is not a bad idea. I'm okay with it. Okay, moving on. CFL renews U.S. TV deal with multi-year with ESPN. Yeah, and ESPN Plus. Every CFL game will now be broadcast live on American television. Wow. I'm excited. I'm stoked. I wonder how much more money they got from this. And this was a really bad time to be doing this deal right now, right before the CBA. This was bad. Pl- this is Randy Ambrosi being an idiot. Okay? This is something that you sign after you've signed your CBA. Dumb. Right. Stupid businessman. Idiot. But it's done. And I'm happy for it. I think it's a great thing. It's a, the, the re- viewership of the U.S. Game is going to go up. It's going to go nothing but up. Well, they say the average CFL game down there, uh, they have 150,000 uh, viewers. 163,000. I'm looking at it right now. 163,000 viewers. That's Which nothing to shake a stick at, man. Yeah, and I know NFL games get 10 million. But, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a small baby step. We're a small league. And uh, everything helps. And 150,000 viewers is nothing to shake a stick at. Probably doesn't beat beach volleyball, but hey, you know, so what? Moving on. Charles, go ahead. Got anything to add to this? I think it's pretty I mean, short. It's, it's a really good uh, good move by the league. Uh, I gained more exposure uh, on the uh, television so that uh, all the U.S. fans have the ability to watch all the CFL games. So, yeah, and like we said, 163,000. It's not a massive number, but it, it grew 19%. There are TV shows in the U.S. that would kill to have a 19% jump in their ratings. So oh, that's, oh hell yeah, um, yeah. So that's an impressive number, and if it keeps going up, that uh, we're going to see the number grow and grow, and the popularity of the league grow and grow down there. So I think it's uh, nothing but a good thing. Yeah, agreed. Anybody want to add a, add anything? No, I'm good. Do we do we know what kind of money we got for that or not? We do not. Oh, okay. I did not I hear any curious. public n- numbers. Yeah, yeah, I would be not. I'd like to know this. So much for the transparency of the CFL. Yep. Yep. Okay. Chris, you good? Do we move on? Yep. Good. Okay, this this next one we're going to dedicate about 35 seconds to, because uh, that's about as long as his career. Drew Willie has been released by the Alouettes. Is this the end of end of the line for him, or will he resurface? Will, is he going to be the QB in Calgary when Mitchell goes to the south? I don't He's think so, buddy. but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure BC needs quarterback right now. Yeah, um, there's, so well, there's nine there's teams in the league. Seven of them need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
there's a possibility. Don't forget. Yeah. Oh no, he was Edmonton's guy. Okay, I can't say that then. Who? You never what? know. Uh, no, never mind. I guess. You know what? I've I've said th- how many times have I said this? That Drew Willie's career is over. You cutting out, Will? <laughs> and then and then pop goes the weasel. Somebody he gets a job. Him. So yeah. don't don't say that. Don't say that. You never know. You never know. Uh, Second never string, third never. string, fourth string. Hey, it's hard to say. I, I I don't know. You know, there's like I said, there's seven teams out there in the CFL that do not have signed quarterbacks. Drew Willie has experience more than most of the free agents. Okay. There's three or four free agents that should retire. Ricky Ray, Zach Caleros, Drew Willie, Drew Tate did retire. Darian Durant is retired. So, I mean, you know, that number of 12 or 14 or whatever it is, I think we're actually going into that later on, aren't we? Free agent quarterback, who's available? Yes. Yes. So, we're, we'll, we'll touch base with that one later. So, uh, let's end Drew Willie right now. Mark, you were with, with him in Winnipeg. Do you have anything nice to say about him? You know what? He's not going to get a job right out of a hop, but somebody gets injured. He's an they, experienced quarterback. It's hard to hard to say no. It's kind of like Kevin Glenn. Yeah, um, and we're all making fun of PC needs a quarterback. Will, you could have Drew Willie and what is it, Thomas Arbuckle as your quarterbacks next year. Get his name right. It's not Thomas. Whatever. Oh my God. Hey, you know, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, where would he fit in best? Which team in the CFL gave Drew Willie the most money? Anybody know? Anybody know? Anybody know? Four hundred fifty thousand dollars for Drew Willie. Maybe, maybe they think he's a good quarterback still because you know you never know. He might have improved since he left there. Oh, and and look at what they bought for him in a trade. It was very valuable. Christopher, we paid Drew Willie over a million dollars, or right around a million bucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and and then look at you got you got the king's ransom for him in a trade. Uh-huh. You know, so he you know, he's got huge value. Christopher, if I if I spent a million dollars on something like that, I would be looking <laughs> for a new job. Okay. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Kyle Walters should have been fired over that one in a heartbeat. Yeah. Chris, what's up here? Drew Willie, your buddy? You like him? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I've always kind of never stomped on him too hard, but I don't think he's done. But I think he's going to be one of those floaters, like has been said, and it'll the season will start. He might be on a roster second or third. He might not be on a roster, and he might get picked up from an injury or – I until he officially comes out and says he's retired, I think he's he's still going to be somebody that's out there that has CFL experience. So I I think he needs to say he's retired before we say that he's gone with done with the game. So um, uh, I'm not I wouldn't be that. surprised to see him end up somewhere. Well, I, I I again because he's got experience, I could see him ending up somewhere. Uh, he's coming back. Just yeah, like I, I just he's, think he's yeah he's not done. No. No, he's coming back. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the heels of Mexico, Combine, CFL. What's that? Sorry, Charles. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say he could be uh, this year's Drew Tate, uh, who gets kind of signed uh, during the season because of injuries. Yeah, of course, of course. On the heels of Mexico, the Mexican Combine, CFL is considering other foreign combines, including one in Germany, Denmark, and Nordic countries. Uh, this is a non-traditional locations. Is this a good way to find undiscovered talent? When I was a wee lad back in the 60s, okay, I'm not a hippie child. I'm kind of younger than that, but the back end of the baby boomers. There was only Canadian hockey players in the NHL. We didn't have any Americans. It was very rare to have an American, just one. But it was very rare to have an American player, and there was no European players. Now, I'd love to know what the percentage of Canadian players are in the NFL or NHL right now because it's, I don't know if it's 50% anymore. So, yeah, there's untapped markets out there for different products. And I think there's 23 or 28 American football leagues in Europe operating right now today. Not today, but you know what I mean, this season. So, American football is pretty big in, in Europe right now and, and in uh, Southeast Asia, Australia. So there's a lot of untapped markets for CFL. And we know that we have fans over there because I've got them on the map. They're listening to our podcast. Fans from every country out in Europe, every country in Southeast Asia. Uh, not so many in Africa, but they don't really have any. Not the point. Um, do I think they're going to find some untapped talent? No, I don't. I, but I think they're going to find viewers. And as soon as you start showing them interest, that you're showing interest in them, they're going to show interest in you. And as soon as some TV channel or a network or something in Europe picks up the CFL and starts playing the games, God damn, we're winning. Same thing with Mexico. I got no, no, there's no difference between the two of them. It's just another market. Is, is it a market for untapped talent, unknown talent? Ah, marginal at best. Viewers, millions. Okay, another, don't know how much there is to be said on this, so if anybody wants to add something, jump in right now. The only thing I'll add is I just looked it up. Uh, percentage of NHL players that are Canadian has dropped just under 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So That's kind of look. bizarre. You know, they might want to solidify Mexico first, doing that stuff, and then move on. Maybe that's what they're doing. Who knows? But yeah. No, it's cool. Well, we've got yeah, that guy. At- they, didn't we get a bunch of a bunch of football players um, involved in bobsled? So why couldn't we get some bobsledders involved in football? Yep. Good point. I'm just gonna can I can I slap Will, please, please, please somebody. <laughs> Why? That was a legitimate comment. Come on, Charles. Who who's that guy? The former marketing guy for the BC Lions that's now running the uh, football magazine in in Europe. Do you, re, do you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, I know you're talking about, but I can't for the life of me think of his name. It'll come to me, but uh, we'll just leave it at that for right now. But, yeah, 
he's the one that introduced me to this. And there's there's like a Spanish league and, and three or four German leagues and and yep. an Austrian league and, and uh, one in Norway. I don't know how they play football in Norway. But yeah, it's just it, it's getting really big in Europe. So I don't see this as being a bad idea. No. I don't think we're looking for players. I think we're looking for viewers, and that would make sense to me. Okay, free agent quarterbacks. Who do we see ending up where? Well, I've gone over my list before. I think we're going to see – here's our free agent quarterbacks. we got Brandon Bridge, Zach Caleros, Darian Durant, Cody Fajardo, Kevin Glenn, Trevor Harris, Jonathan Jennings, Travis Lule. Bo Levi Mitchell, Bryant Monzi, Dakota Prukop, Ricky Ray, Mike Riley, Drew Tate, and Drew Willie. So Darian Durant is uh, retired, as is Drew Tate. So let's scratch them off the list. Uh, personally, I think uh, Ricky Ray is going to play this year. I have no doubt about that now. Uh, why not if they're going to offer him two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars 300000 Uh my bet on where quarterbacks end up and land, uh, I've got a really un- unusual idea of things. I think Mike Riley is going to get traded to the BC Lions for Jonathan Jennings. I can't believe that the Edmonton Eskimos would let Mike Riley get to free agency and lose an asset for nothing. I think they have to trade him, just like BC had to trade him when he went to Edmonton. So they're going to trade him to somewhere. Mike wants to go to BC. Not many teams out there are going to give you anything for a quarterback that's about to become a free agent if he doesn't want to be with your team. So I think he's coming to BC. I think that's pretty much a done deal. Uh, it's not officially a done deal, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen by way of trade. And I think the Edmonton Eskimos are going to grab Jonathan Jennings in return because that makes the most amount of sense. Otherwise, you're going to get a third or fourth round draft pick for him because he's worthless because he's a free agent. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell is going to the NFL. Yeah, maybe not sure about that. Uh, who's Calgary going to pick? I don't think there's anybody on this list that Calgary would actually pick possibly Kevin Glenn. They've got a couple of young studs that they're moving up and that's kind of how Calgary likes to do it. So I don't see Mike Riley jumping to Calgary. I don't see any of the other players on here jumping to Calgary. The only one that might, move over there might be Trevor Harris. I don't think Ottawa's going to let him get away. And I think they're going to sew him up pretty quick. So I don't think Trevor Harris is moving. Uh, Zach Caleros, I can see in Calgary. I know Will hates the idea. I know a lot of Calgary fam fans hate the idea, but with the Calgary O-line, you could protect him. He might be able to survive a season and he has some skills a lot more than most of these guys in here. Uh, Travis Lule is going to re-sign with BC as the backup behind Mike Riley and the rest of them I don't give a shit about Saskatchewan needs a quarterback I have no idea who it's going to be I think it's going to be Johnny Manziel I think that they were going to make some screaming trade with Montreal and uh, now that Chris Jones is gone I'm not sure what the hell is going to happen in Saskatchewan but they better figure it out pretty quick yeah well Let's face it, Jer- Jeremy O'Day is going to be there. Uh, did we already yeah, talk about Saskatchewan? Where are they going to be? Jer- yeah, Jeremy O'Day is going to be the general manager. That's pretty much a, a, a given. We can talk about who we're going to have as coach over there. Just uh, 
let's get to the end of the segments. Um, that's what I think is going to happen in the quarterbacks. Winnipeg's got theirs. Ticats have got theirs. Toronto's got their quarterback. Uh, Montreal's got every other quarterback. Ottawa's probably going to get Harris. Uh, Saskatchewan is the is the big question mark right now, and Edmonton. Well, Edmonton's going to get Jennings. So, yeah, Saskatchewan's the question mark for me. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think they're going to try to make a big push for Manziel because I think he would do very well. He will excel in Saskatchewan. He might do very well in Calgary too, but they'd have to change their offense to a mobile quarterback from that pylon that they've currently got. Uh, Mark. I'm going to put you first. Um, what you, you're right that there will like, be a trade. Do you like my list or do you hate it? No, it's not bad at all. Uh, you're a little off, I think, on the trade between BC and Edmonton. Why? J.C. Sherritt just retired. So? Edmonton, Edmonton needs an impact middle linebacker. BC needs an impact quarterback. We just lost an impact middle linebacker. Why would we lose another one? Are they going to ask Solly to take another pay cut when they have to overpay for for um, Riley? Because all you're trading for is his rights. Oh, I know what they're trading for. And I also think that uh, Mike Riley's going to be not going to be asking for the farm. Uh, this is his last contract. He's he's pretty pretty happy about going down to BC where his, uh, a, his wife wants out of Edmonton. Uh, two, you know, he's he's friends with half of the BC staff, and he lives in Seattle. This, this is a hometown it, discount he's going to get. If in his talks with Edmonton, they're offering him say five fifty because he does get a yeah. raise. So oh, yeah. He goes to five fifty. So his agent says to BC eventually, okay, so you know, five fifty. That means BC is going to have to go to five seventy five six hundred. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It's about money. Only They'll in your world. They'll have to at least match it. Only in your world. You know what? No, I don't, I don't agree with that. If, if Even he's coming back it. to BC and he saves money by not living in Edmonton. Okay, so they match it. They match it at 550 and he comes over. Solly makes, how much of a pay cut did he take? Solly's in the 180 range right now. Okay. So you're almost at seven hundred thousand dollars on two players. Yeah, so are you, Medlock and yeah. Big Hill. And you keep talking about how the Bombers have massively overpaid, which means yeah, I'm not talking about a quarterback. Overpaid. I'm talking about a linebacker and a, and a kicker. I'm talking about a salary number. Same thing. Salary yeah. number is more important than the place uh, where it's paid. It's the number. What, what's Nichols make, by the way? Five hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, why, why is why is five and a quarter or five fifty that much unrealistic for a quarterback, especially Didn't the quarterback, the Didn't quarterback in the CFL? No. And Harris will stay in Ottawa. I think Bridge is actually going to stay in Saskatchewan. He, he might now. Yeah, I think he yeah, will now. Yeah, Chris Jones isn't there. He might. Yeah. That this this is a whole a whole new ball game now that Chris Jones is gone. Yeah, I think he'll stay and he'll get it and this might be his last chance to show if he can be a quarterback I, but I think he'll stay there he does have familiarity with the coaches with the playbook because it's not like the head coach coming in can change the playbook right away so they're going to go with McAdoo's playbook 
Bridge knows the playbook. Um, I don't think I don't think Caleros is going to stay there. No, no, he'll be no. Gone. They, they unless he takes another pay cut, he'll he'll be gone. I think he'll go back east. I don't think he's going to stay out west. I think he'll go back east. I, I would be surprised. Agree. I wouldn't be Where's surprised. Where's he going to go? The only up. team out there looking for quarterbacks, Montreal. Eh, but don't be surprised if he doesn't end up back in Toronto. Because yes, Ricky Ray's going to play, but how long is he going to last? Yeah, they have, and I don't think they, they have, have much confidence in Franklin. Franklin and, and Bethel Thompson under contract. Yeah. So they may keep one of those. They're not going to keep both. They they paid a king's ransom for Franklin. Yep. They could probably take a pay cut, but um, Caleros in as the backup. Yeah. And then that's, you got Bethel Thompson. That's a possibility. Thompson. Yeah. Um, Calgary is the wild card in this. They're gonna. It's gonna be interesting when and if Bo Levi Mitchell goes down. Calgary's gonna have to do something they don't normally do. They're gonna have to be aggressive in free agency. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Mitchell's leaving. I think he is. I think if Just he was going, him, he'd be gone. Not necessarily. I think if the he other was guys going, of all he'd time, be gone. He'd, He's always said he won't sign a futures contract. It's got to be a real contract for him to sign. Yeah, it. that's why I think he's staying in Calgary. Yeah. Nah, not yet. It'll be a ways yet. He'll wait until the last second. And if he does go, I think Calgary could be in trouble quarterback-wise because they've got our buckle. And I don't yeah. know if they're yeah. going to – they may end up having to pitch their hand into if Riley makes it to free agency. They may have to go after him. No, no. I, I I think you're wrong on that one. I think that more likely they're going to end up with Kevin Glenn and bring this new guy along really fast. Yeah. Really fast. Mind you, Kevin uh, Glenn is pretty refreshed. But... Didn't play a snap last year, did he? <laughs> nope, not one. Uh, who is his name? In the kid? East, I think you'll see mostly the Montel Pozart. Montel Kozark is the guy I think they're going to bring along okay. real fast. Uh, in the East, I think you'll see most of the – if Harris doesn't leave, I think you'll just see all the same quarterbacks there. I don't think you'll see much change. I think Johnny's going to stay in Montreal. I think he likes it there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I could see him getting moved. Yeah. I see him in Saskatchewan. I really do. Yeah. He would fit later. right in. Will, what's your thoughts on this one? Will, turn on your mic. I have, I have no clue. No clue? And neither, and neither do you guys. Okay? Of course we don't. Who knows, We're just, who knows we, who's going where? I, I, I keep on getting a sneaky suspicion that Mike Riley is going to stay in Edmonton. Yeah, I really do. So, um, you know, Calgary, who knows? They don't care because they won the great cup with Marcus Crandall. Um, to hire a pylon, like you say, a pylon can play back there. So what the hell? True story. Um, Drew Willie. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, no, nah, Drew Willie, you got to be able to throw the ball at least 10 yards. Um, you know, I think 
I think ooh, Saskatchewan, I they could be in big trouble in the quarterback situation. Mind you, maybe the new guy is going to give Brendan Bridge a chance to be the starter. And if that's the case, then we won't have to worry about Saskatchewan being in the playoffs this year. No. Um, Jonathan Jennings, he can go anywhere right now. Not sure where. And hopefully somebody could get Jonathan Jennings and fix him. So we can most actually... people think he's going to Calgary. He's not going to Calgary. He's not Calgary's kind of quarterback. No, you know um, who is? I've been thinking about this. You know who's Calgary's kind of quarterback? Who's that? What, 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 what quarterback on this list is a pylon? There's a bunch of them, actually. Ricky Ray. <laughs> yeah, you know what, John Huffing Ricky Ray in a Stampeders play. uniform would not be a bad thing. That's a great cup. That's a great cup. John Huffnagel's not going to sign somebody as old as he is. Okay, so because um, because I mean John Huffnagel was more mobile than Ricky Ray, and that's not saying much. Okay. Yeah, but Ricky <laughs> but Ray's more mobile than Mitchell, so. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I just, I don't know. It's, you know, one of the things we've talked about in the last two off seasons is how exciting the off season is and how, how crazy it is. Well, it gets worse every year. This, this, this one's off insanity. the chart. This mm-hmm. is insanity. Off the chart this, this off season. You could, you could, you could take something and, and throw, throw a dart at a board and you'll probably be right. Okay, or wrong. So, no, I don't know. Should I should I say I'm concerned about uh, about uh, Calgary's quarterback situation? Absolutely, but I think they have a good management team, and they're concerned, and they'll do something about it. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I don't. And I mean, John Huffnagel said. If Bo Levi tells him he's not going to sign and he's going to the NFL, he's going to sign a veteran CFL quarterback. The only veteran I can see him signing is Kevin Glenn. Yeah. I could see so, that. Oh, that's what I said. And that's okay. for the experience. That's for the experience. Yeah. That's all. So, we'll see. Chris, what do you see happening? Well, I mean, like Will said, I mean, you uh, I mean, it's all guesses. Uh, and of course it's, it is, some but it's of, some of the stuff you're, Yeah, but some of the stuff you're presenting is, is insider stuff. Like, I mean, trying to tell whether Riley wants to be in BC over Edmonton or if it's about the money or nobody knows Riley well enough in this group to say that, right? Like, I mean, if they offer him 550 and BC isn't willing to pony up, why would he move, right? Uh, other than his wife wants to. Well, his, his career is almost over anyway. So put in another couple of years, and then he move. Um, Jonathan Jennings, I think he's going to leave BC. I, I think that's the right call for him, and I think he's going to do it. Uh, where well, he, he ends has up, to go. He's he's not welcome yeah. here. No. Yeah. Lions have pretty much already said they're not bringing him back. Yeah, and I mean, for Calgary, you got to do a little bit of the. Huff in Huff we trust as they all do down in Calgary because the guy's not a dummy. Obviously, they have built an organization that sets the standard for a while, and they're they're going to do something. I, they obviously got to like the people they have, but I mean the Buckley retirement thing was a hiccup to that system, and 
I don't know. Glenn makes sense, I guess, because he's been there. Uh, I, I don't know why is Travis Woolley off the table. You don't think they could coax Travis Woolley to come and do a year there? Nope. Travis Woolley has said he is playing in, he's playing in BC or he's retiring. Yep. Okay, so... He, so, I mean, that's he, interesting, right? I mean, could they offer him enough money to make him change his mind? I don't know. He, he, li- he lives less than two kilometers from the B.C.-Washington state border in Blaine, Washington. He's 20 minutes from the B.C. practice facility. His girls, his daughters get to go to school in America. He goes home every night. Um, he's pretty much promised the quarterback coaching position when he retires yeah. uh you know why would he leave he's not going to leave well other than money right and that would be i mean it is what it is i don't know if calgary would offer now if kevin glenn was available i mean they've had him they know him i guess it would be worth the same i mean i think lule would be a better fit in calgary but or I should say I would prefer him in Calgary because I like him more than Glenn. But, well, yeah, um, I'd rather have him than anybody, well, except maybe right Mike Riley. But, I mean, Travis Lule made $225,000 last year. Okay? Yeah. He, he's, he's not being overpaid. He's, 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 a, he's a good buy. Yeah. But that's why I'm just wondering if, if, if Calgary did dump some money into it. I mean – you got to figure he'll want to pick the best veteran he can to carry them for the year at least, right? So, I mean, Glenn would be cheaper maybe, but I don't know. It's it just such a – like there's a, that personal stuff that goes into it that just throws monkey wrenches into into what makes sense, right? Like, like I, again, I, I agree. Like Rick, like the Ricky Ray thing, I, I cannot believe he's not going to retire. Like I just I, – this just floors me. Like I, I – even if they offer him all that money, he's still got to step on the field and play. He almost freaking got killed last time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and they got Franklin, and I think Chamberlain likes Franklin. I think uh, I think the Franklin issue was totally a Tressman issue. I think he was a pop guy, and, and Tressman didn't like him. Uh, he liked the other guy better, and that's kind of – now with Tressman gone, we'll see. But, I, I yeah, I, I got to agree. I guess the East doesn't change much to me. I think Harris stays in Ottawa. I agree with all that. Montreal's got all the freaking quarterbacks they need. Um They'll find somebody or they'll do whatever the hell they do. And uh, West is just a total question mark. Uh, Saskatchewan's a very good one. You know, Zach Kolaris might be a good choice for Calgary, too. You're right. I mean, a guy's not very mobile, and he's been hit a lot. Throw him behind a decent line, maybe he picks it up, right? I I, I wouldn't – I know that a lot of fans don't like it, but I, I wouldn't if, – if they're, if they're confident in developing one of those two guys, Arbuckle or, or, or Brian – and they think they can do it on in a year, which is what okay. they're talking about. Then you just you're just talking about that one year gap stop. And if you're talking veterans, then you almost have to add Claris to the list. I mean, he's played a long time. So you got Glenn, uh, Lule, and Claris. If none of the, if if Lule's not going to move, then that takes him off the list. And you got Glenn and, and Claris. And really, okay, so Glenn hasn't been hurt a lot, but does he have as much upside as if Claris can come and play really well? Like, I don't know. Those are those questions that would, would be up there. And Saskatchewan needs a quarterback, so, I mean, as a guarantee, they're going to let Claris go, you know. Or are they going to try and keep him and try to do the experiment again? If they don't have another better option, why wouldn't they? Right? Well, now that Jones is gone. Yeah, you know. If you get a new if you get a new GM, and, which O'Day, and, and you get a new head coach, and they actually put some resources into an offensive line to protect their quarterback – 
you know, who knows? I, I, it's it's fun to talk about, I guess, but in these ones I always kind of back out a little bit because I like listening to people's theories and going, okay, yeah, I can agree with that or get on board with that, but I find that I can be swayed so quickly by anybody if they have any kind of actual fact to it, and then when I just sit there and look at it, it's like, oh, man, it's just too big. It just, there's no way to tell what these people are thinking, and there's too many factors right now still in play with the CBA not even being started to be discussed. You've got all these quarterbacks up in the air, Everybody, everybody, and every, and it's just not the quarterbacks. It's everybody's up in the air. Like you've got stars on all teams that you're going to have to pay more to, or adjust, or, or move around. And you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I do believe that Mitchell goes to the NFL, though. I do believe Mitchell does go. I think he's, he's he, he was viewed by enough teams that somebody's going to offer him a signing bonus and an actual chance to be second or, or be a serious track to first. And I think he's going to take it and go with it for a while, just like. Dave did and Henry Burst did and whether he actually sticks like Flutie or Garcia, who knows? But I, I think he's gonna get the offer. I think he's gonna go. I don't I think he'd be crazy not to as long as he got money and some sort of actual vision of becoming number one in a couple of years or in that position. I do think that's important to him. I don't think he's gonna go just to go try out or go to a practice roster, but I think with with half over half the league wanting to watch him, he's gonna get an offer. And I think it's going to be a serious enough one for him to take. So I do, I do think Calgary is going to be scrambling. I think it will come down to that, you know, trying to get a vet. Um, I do believe that scenario is going to play out. But other than that, who it is? Well, like I said, I think there's three players that you'd look at. If Lula is not going, then you're down to Glenn or Claris. Okay. Edmonton, who knows with Edmonton, right? That yeah, scares well, me too. Mm-hmm. If Mike stays in Edmonton, everything is happy. If Mike leaves Edmonton, oh, my God. They got nobody. You know, maybe else. they try hard for. Well, maybe they try hard for Glenn because he's been in the system for a year. At least he knows their system, yeah. right? Like, I mean, there's nothing saying that if Riley leaves, then maybe Glenn's off the table too. Because maybe they go hard at Glenn because at least the guy knows what they've been doing for a year. It's not a brand new Wait, scratch. You can't, or starting you can't from scratch. put Caleros there. They don't have an O line. Well, they could try, but he. I mean, he might. You know, if he had those choices, he probably wouldn't pick it for sure. So, you know, there's all those those things, and I mean. Riley moving makes sense to me because of the history to that, you know, what he's put up with and done in Edmonton. I would like, like you'd think that he'd be willing to, to look at BC as a better option and a, and a change to end his career where he might have a better option to, to win another cup or something. I mean, how much faith do you put in Edmonton to fix it? Right. Like, I mean, they've been zero scrambling for two years. Yeah. So, you know, BC's a, a little bit of a question mark, but even if they take a year or two, Riley's got that still in his legs, right? Like Riley's going to be around for that time, so hopefully, yeah. I think all we can really say is that we're going to see a whole bunch of change, just like we have with the coaches. Oh hell yeah! All yeah. the changes that we've seen with coaches, we're going to see that with players as well, and and it'll be quarterback down. There's so many free agents what? and so many stars out there. You're just going to see a massive shifting around. And it'll just be a whole new season of, wow, <laughs> what is everybody? And what what does the organization have to bring to the table to make it gel and play fo- good football the quickest? That's what it's going to come down to. Okay. Charles, what's your thoughts on this one real quick? My biggest wonder is with the uncertainty that we have going in with the CBA, when free agency day hits, are we going to see the big um, signing frenzies like we've seen in the past few years? 
or is better. there going to be more of a wait and see uh, to see what the landscape is going to look like after the CBA? But uh, the um, as for the quarterbacks, it's I can't remember a season where so many quarterbacks were free agents uh, and so many top level quarterbacks. And literally seven of the nine CFL teams are in the market for a quarterback. So that's um, that's crazy. Something we haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> that's an un, unreal, to be honest. Unprecedented. So, uh, I don't know who's going where. I'm still of the belief that Riley will end up with the Lions. Maybe that's partially wishful thinking. Who knows? Uh, I just think that the it lines up well for that. Um, I think Kevin Glenn could be a good fit in Calgary, like Will said earlier. Uh, he's been there before, and I don't see Calgary going out and signing a big um, top guy like O'Reilly or a – well, I mean, they'll certainly try and re-sign Bo Levi Mitchell if he doesn't go, to the, uh, doesn't go to the NFL, but I don't see them making a play for Riley. I know there was a lot of talk that Saskatchewan was going to – try and go after Riley, whether that ever comes through or not, who knows. But Saskatchewan has really been thrown into turmoil with what they're going to do because um, um, Chris, Jones um, Chris Jones is gone. So, yeah, it's quite the um, – yeah, this is going to be a crazy free agency period, I think. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Or leading up to it, because I think there's going to be a lot of trades happening. Because teams that are not too. going to be willing to give up assets for nothing. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree with that, too. Okay. So let's move on yep. from the free agents, quarterbacks. We only have 10 minutes left. I knew we were going to run out of time in this show. Rod Peterson is following Chris Jones out of Saskatchewan as he has resigned his job as Riders play-by-play man. Where do we see him resurfacing? Okay, the story is if nobody has seen it, uh, Rod Peterson resigned as the play-by-play guy for the Riders and the Regina Pats today. Uh, the story is he has uh, been locked out of the Riders facility. He's not allowed back into the Saskatchewan Rough Riders facility in any way, shape, or form. Uh, then that we go, oh, why is that? And then the story broke that him and his partner in uh, – doing a Regina Pats game. We're talking off the air, but their mics were actually on, so they were actually on the air, and they said some derogatory things about a high-ranking manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and he took offense to this and has banned him from the facility. Uh, I'm not going to get into any details in there. They may come out in light of day. I do know what happened, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, disgusting, but hilarious. And uh, so then Rod now knows that he's not allowed, that doesn't have access to the riders. He's off looking for a job. Uh, he had a this job prior in another, uh, a while back, and lost it due to uh, uncontrollable circumstances. And uh, it looks like he may end up being back in, uh, back at this position. He is going to probably be doing play-by-play for an NHL team. Good for him. It won't be in Saskatchewan because they don't have an NFL te- an NHL team. So he's going to be broadcasting uh, pro foot uh, pro hockey at the highest level. 
that's the rumor that I've got at this point in time. Uh, I think I can that summed it up without being disgusting. Uh, anybody have anything to add, Mark? Uh, just quickly reading the article, and he's interviewed with uh, Sports Sportsnet nine sixty in Calgary. Yeah, and also rumors he might do something with the Atlantic Schooners. Okay. So. Cool. Who knows? Cool. cool. Who knows? Okay. I don't think there's anything we can add to this story. It's just gonna. It's going to unfold. It just kind of th- got thrown at us at about three o'clock this afternoon, and uh, we're going from there. Uh, several key CFL players have signed in the NFL, with the others potentially to come. Should this upset the fans losing players? No, we're not even going to go there. This is no. It shouldn't upset the fans. Yes, that you're you're losing your good players, but you're a fan of the team, not the players. So let them go. Uh, there's always a right replacement, next man up. There's new stars to be discovered. Okay, seven minutes left. The Saskatchewan Roughriders are said to be preparing a big rush to sign free agent quarterback Mike Riley. Does Saskatchewan have a legitimate shot? Or like many say, he will be the playing at either BC or Edmonton. He'll be in BC or Edmonton. Saskatchewan, I don't believe, ever had a shot at Mike Riley. They have even less of a shot now that Chris Jones is gone. Um, that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry, Ryder fans. You're not going to get Mike Riley this year or any year. That's my opinion. I think we've all discussed this. Does anybody think Mike Riley's going to end up in Saskatchewan? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Even less so now that Jones is gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought it was a real statement. I think it was just a, a wish of the Ryder fans, the Ryder faithful. But, uh, yeah, no. I, if Mike Riley is Edmonton, he's going to BC. I think that's pretty much a given. He, he, and I don't even know if it's 50-50. I think it, the odds of him staying in Edmonton are higher than him go, going to BC. But if he leaves there, I think he's going to BC. Okay. That's all of our segments. We still got six minutes to play. What? Where were we going to go? I wanted to talk about something else. What was it? You guys remember? Uh, nope. It was right at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I know. I said, "Well, we got to get to this." Yeah, you said let's go through this list first, one the the agenda first. So it was right before we yeah. started the agenda. Yeah, yeah I know. I you guess we're all getting old because none I? of us can remember. Yeah, I don't know. You're not. You're, you're the young one, aren't you, Charles? Uh, I got a four at the front of my age, so I'm getting there. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a five. That's true. Closer to a six. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what it was, but it was kind of cool. Let, let's just go over the segments again and look at them. What did we talk about? Chris Jones resigning from Saskatchewan for the Browns. We know that. Adam Big Hill, big deal. Uh, Mexican draft. It was before that. It was before that. It was. Yeah, it was before we even started the agenda. It was discussion about what did you rant about? I ranted about no, the CBA have... and and the and the minimum wage salaries and the, the right how how well we're paying our players and in in in. And then you went on to something else after. I rant about everything all day long. Oh well. What do you guys want to talk about? Nice. Yeah, give me a topic, Chris. You got one? Mark? Uh, 
Oh, yeah, well, I, I know what it is. Trying to think, it was it J.C. Sherrod retiring? Head coach versus Saskatchewan. Oh, that's oh, what yes, that's right. Yeah. Who's going to be the head coach in Saskatchewan? I have, I know who, somebody who it should be. I know, I know. I have a guess. I have a guess. Uh, Mark, head coach Saskatchewan. Who should it be? Head coach in Saskatchewan. Everybody thinks it's going to be Trestman, but I'm thinking Kent. No Austin. way. Kent Austin. Ken Austin is signed for the NCAA team. He is down coaching down there. He's not coming up. <laughs> Jerry Glanville, then. Jerry Glanville's a, a, a big bet right now. Um, yeah. Craig Dickinson has been tossed around. Anybody got any other suggestions? I know who it should be. Is there anybody else internal besides um, Craig Dickinson that you figure that would be a name? I'm trying to remember who's on staff. No, Lots not of people for... are saying Lapalise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lapalise. I kept hearing about Lapo, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Please, please. Please take him. I don't see him happening. There's nobody in the Riders organization besides Craig Dickinson that I would put as head coach. There is a couple no. people that could move up into the defensive coordinator position. We're pretty sure that Jeremy O'Day is going to just, just drop the assistant VP and the assistant general manager and take over both positions there. I think that's a no-brainer. It should have been his yeah. jobs before Jones anyhow. Um, Will, you got any ideas who's this head coach going to be? Um, I had been thinking actually Mark Washington, but he signed in Hamilton today, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he did. So... Uh, hmm. Let's go out on limb and say, okay, I got a, I got one. Wally Buono. No, not going to happen. <laughs> not happening. Maybe they'll bring not back Danny Barrett. Come on. Danny Barrett. No, no, no. Okay, my best guess is who this should be. It should be Noel Thorpe. He should take over the head coach and D.C. job in Saskatchewan and move forward with his career. Mm-hmm. He's but a DC. Aren't you the only one who ever brings his name up as a head coach? I, I must be. I don't know why. So, and you said defensive guys don't make great head coaches. So I, 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 I know that, but that it, it happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you can't really pick a better DC. I mean, he is the top of his game for sure. It, it, it could be any of those guys, uh, any of the coordinators in Ottawa. Uh, who's the Jamie Elzondo or whatever his name is? Could be him. Yeah. But last you know, I heard, Saskatchewan has not asked permission to talk to them yet. So I don't know what's going on over there. Okay, that was we 90. Throw Safari, we should throw Safari Jones in there too. No, Kahari Jones is in Montreal, and he's happy there with Cavis Reed. But he's not a head coach, so he could. Okay, I'm under a minute on the show. I'm going to wrap it up now. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 305. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and on behalf of the entire board here, it's been a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm my voice. I'm going to let everybody say goodnight. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Good night, everybody. Look forward to being back and part of this. It is exciting, and I do enjoy it. Excellent. Good to have you back, buddy. Mark, go ahead. 30 seconds. 
Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Charles. Good night, folks, and thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. And William. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Go else. Take care, everybody. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.